save, Iggy. Turn up your submix. On YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Hi. Let's watch. Oh. This is Carl. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. It's it's duh, like duh, like the French thing, not like duh, duh. But oh, that's funny. But that's funny. That's funny. Very, very defensive there, Carl. Uh, I'm talking to Carl. My name is Mike. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, the weekly Sunday show where we watch a full length movie on YouTube. If you're listening to us live, you're doing it through mutinyradio.fm, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Carl's there on the East Coast. It's 5.01. Or so. Yeah. All right. That's cool. What a moment. And uh, Carl's in the uh, East Coast. I'm here in the West Coast. We're going to watch. Carl, what are we watching on YouTube today? We are watching a wonderful, horrible movie. Uh, it is called <laughs> so bad. Tougher Than Leather. <laughs> By a great band, a great, uh, are they a band? Yeah. A great musical act. The but King they, Rock. they fumbled. They fumbled the ball in this particular film. This is, uh, of course, you're talking about Tougher Than Leather with Run DMC, directed by Rick Rubin, his only mm-hmm. film he directed. And uh, it's basically Crush Groove. It's the story of. No. Uh, no, <laughs> all right. It, this is a misstep, man. Crush Groove is okay. All right. I, I, no, I'm not saying anything. All right, so go ahead to YouTube. What we do is we go to YouTube, and we're going to go type in Tougher Than Leather, and we're going to watch the movie together. Uh, and again, we are on miniradio.fm. Uh, if you go to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, that is our homepage. It will give you old episodes with the movies, with the podcast, and the ideas. you listen to the podcast and the movie at the same time, and we hook you up in that way. And we are, yes, on iTunes by our initials, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But we're there, and uh, we thank everybody for following our RSS feed at mutinyradio.fm it makes us feel good so tougher than leather I just heard a ding okay cool and uh, I prefer the the version by K-U-R-B-Z-L-A-N-G Curbslang Curbslang okay I see that one that was posted three years ago. Tougher Than Leather, 1988, full movie. I'm going to go ahead and click that link. I hope you guys are on YouTube doing the same. Hit pause while it buffers. All right, so uh, I hit pause. I see the New Line Cinema thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank God it's an hour and a half. Jeez. All right. Only an hour and a half uh, this week. Thank you, God. <laughs> That's the kind of show we're going to have, girl. I'm already thanking God that it's not going to be a two-hour movie. Uh, so I'll play I'll play bits of the movie with it, and I'll go ahead and play the start of it so we're all in sync. But, uh, Carl, do you want to give us the go-ahead to hit play? Okay. We're going to do uh, Countdown 3, 2, 1, Go. And once again, it's tougher than leather, and it's Curb, Curb's Lang. Curb's Lang. Old Curb's Lang. 
You know, there was a man, his name was Lang, and he had a neon sign. Oh. And Mr. Lang was very old, so they called it Old Lang's Sign. <laughs> Alan Sherman. Alan Sherman, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Alan Sherman. Oh, Michael's jokes be forgotten. <laughs> Alan Sherman. I'm, I'm just, that ain't mine. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one. Ready? Yeah. Uh, three, two, one, go. Three, two, there she got. one, go. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I had a TV in the background. Okay, so this is my favorite part of the thing. Uh, we're in prison, and you could hear the prison is so crowded, you could hear people. Background. Yeah, but it's very interesting to the person. This we're hearing right now is Flavo Flav from Public Enemy. Oh, that's great. But it's yeah. an, it's an empty penitentiary. It's just the voice of Flavor Flavor over this. Oh, I love Flavor Flavor. So that's what you always do. You, you go, oh, I love Flavor Flavor. He's going to be in the whole movie. And he's out of here. Just in the first now, two minutes. Now, Run DMC really tips their hat to Public Enemy in this film. You hear Flavor Flav in the beginning here. Right. And it's classic the way he complains and talking about this. Is, and then uh, in the band, um, when they're uh, doing a performance, you hear, you know, they're in the bathroom. And you hear them in the background. They were big fans of Public Enemy. And they were part of the reason Public Enemy hit, by the way. Oh, yeah. Of uh, Run DMC was, you saying? Mm-hmm. Huh. Run DMC uh, knew Public Enemy in the start. And um, lots, of the, um, lots of the people who wanted to sign them were like, hey, look, Flame of Flame's got to go. <laughs> Chucky was like, you don't understand. He is half the act. You don't understand. Yeah. And it was Run uh, Russell. It was the brother who Russell convinced Simmons. the suits that, yeah, look, you you cannot have uh, Public Enemy without those militant guys in the background and Flavo Flav with that big stupid watch, just being an idiot. You know, yeah. it's part of the show. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Okay, so here we are. We're doing a Blues Brothers thing where uh, the the police is. is given the hat. There you are. Daniel. Got right. to see them. See, Deaf American Pictures. That's Rick Rubin. Listen, you probably don't know this, but most all of Run DMC, I'm saying go back in no. the day into the yeah. late 80s, right? Uh-huh. Most all of Run DMC fans uh, were deaf. What's, what's that? <laughs> back in the 80s, most all Run DMC fans were deaf. We're what? Deaf. Deaf. Oh, I see. D E F. I'm so funny. Oh. Okay, now the warden will scold D because right. he beat the crap out of somebody and he's been in exactly jail for six months. Long since you've been here. Matter of fact, you haven't done anything. D, I want you to realize that you were here for a purpose. You were here for rehabilitation. Do you know what that means, son? So this is like Blues Brothers, just like, you know, I says to me, Blues Brothers, so he gets out of prison, they give him the signature uh, hat, and then mm-hmm. he gets to talk to a priest in the beginning, who, and then... That's right. You know, I've, I've seen this movie years ago, and it is a schlug. It really is hard <laughs> to sit through. So, I, I, I mean, I've already checked out. And I, I love everything about this movie, except actually watching it. Except for actually, okay, so D is not remorseful at all, and he uses the F word on the warden. He, now, I'm not sure, 
yeah. what One DMC were trying to do here, except show that, hey, I'm thug, I'm street, I have my credibility. I think that was all that's going on here. Huh. Well, they just said we have a bunch of hallways and uh, natural lighting. Why don't we just shoot all our movie in this hallway? Uh, yeah. Tougher than leather. See, he said, let's get a move on. Then he turned around and go, look, you're not the boss of me anymore. I'm a free man. And then he goes to hit him. Yeah. And, of course, D's not going to let that. Now, you hear how there's gunshots going, right? So we're, they're outside a church? No. <laughs> yeah. They're outside sure. Arthur Treacher's. They're uh, they're outside of a uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, what was the? Um, remember there was a, a chain in the tri-state area where a guy was like beefsteak Charlie's, and he would offer yeah. like unlimited shrimp from the unlimited shrimp salad. That's what it looks like. Right. Oh no, it's a penitentiary. I got it. They're waiting for him to come out. That's right. And they're like, is he still going to be mad at us or what? So there's tension here. They don't know. Is close captioning. There's way? Jay. Yeah. And there's Run. Run's real name is Joseph. All right. Good idea to change it. And what about DMC? Uh, his name was Daryl. All right. I think I said Daniel in the beginning. Daryl. Well, say. it's McDaniel's, not McDonald's. Uh, the burgers right. are D's. The rhymes are Ronald. Okay, so now you see he extends the handshake. Yes. Will D shake his hand? I hope so. The whole movie's based on it. Of course yes. they do. Yeah, all right. Yes, Finally, we can start the movie. What up? We what can do up? the movie. We can do the movie. All right, off they go. Off into the Bluesmobile. In a way. All right. Now they're stuck in traffic. Now they had a mega platinum album called Raising Hell. Yeah. And... It it broke them into the mainstream. It had the famous Walk This Way. Well, see, I think King of Rock really broke them into the mainstream. But right. but in terms of, like, being over the top, as famous as we can be, it was Walk This Way with Aerosmith. Um, after that, they put out this album. This is really a misstep. Now, even though the album... Excuse me, the movie. Even right. though the movie did poorly, the album did really well. So this was right after Aerosmith they made a movie. Yeah, this is right after Aerosmith, yeah. Now, right now, Jay is relating a dream in which a woman's on his jock, and then she bites it off. There's no point. It doesn't have anything to do with the film. <laughs> you know, I, I, had a, I had a dream that uh, I ate a... Uh, <clears throat> 50 pound marshmallow mm -hmm. and I woke up my pillow was next to my missing marshmallow because I kept really? the marshmallow next to my pillow yeah I wonder if that means so if I had a dream where I had someone bite my dick off I wake up mm -hmm. I'll be like where's the dick I was sleeping on it's missing <laughs> I I you should speak with somebody else okay what was I saying there were yeah why did this album, why did this movie come out? They're just trying to brag of how street cred they are, you know, or something like this. Well, I mean, you know, at this time, there's a lot of books. I mean, I've always read up about it, uh, but it, it just, I don't know if this was just like uh, basically a tax write-off or just like, I don't know if they were in charge of this or this is like Rick Rubin's idea. And Rick they just, Rubin. 
Rick Rubin was the one who's in charge of it. That's why Beastie Boys appear. Right. I'm not sure why they tipped their hat to uh, Public Enemy. I think that's really just to run DMC. Well, they're, and, they're the um, same label. Uh, oh, yes, they were on the same label. Yeah. Uh, run uh, Public Enemy was. Yeah. I wonder why Public Enemy wasn't in the film the way the Beastie Boys were. But it's Rick Rubin. The thing is, these guys, this might be Rick Rubin's jam, as it were, but they're totally on board. They're completely on board. And Rick Rubin's saying all this racist stuff. Oh, when he comes up, yeah. Completely racist stuff. Like, um, uh, like this Arthur is saying, why are you signing the Beastie Boys? And he says... Um, how many basketball? How many players on a basketball uh, team? You like? know, let's save it for the movie. It it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, go ahead and say it. I mean, well, oh, look at that, New York City room. skyline. Okay, here's the melody room. Right. And it's a great right place to take a piss. Listen to Run DMC playing in the background. Party. You said run, this is public enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I say run DMC? Yeah. Excuse me. I like how uh, it's, uh, they're in the bathroom and they're about to have a brawl. Some uh, little white Debbie prick. But it, well, it's. So this is the famous, the only famous guy you'll know, famous actor. It's Richard Edson. Okay. And he, for some reason, uh, steals this guy's wallet. Now, he's a record company guy. He doesn't need to steal a guy's wallet, but he does anyway. Oh, so who's up now? That's one DMC right now. Yeah. This shows you he's out of jail and back on the stage. Oh, that's good. So wait, why was he in jail? He beat up, it's very, it's vague, but he beat up some guy and he had to spend six months in jail. So wait, maybe this, he had no remorse. Maybe the song before was Run DMC the whole, in the bathroom. I think it, okay. But I don't know. I'm, it sounded it sound like, anyway, I don't know, I haven't really heard that. All right, so there we go. So the, the show starts and they're playing. That makes sense. You know, we were talking about, uh, uh, last week we were watching... Paul McCartney uh, yeah. give my regards to Broad Street and he had a lot of musical numbers but it didn't really propel the plot or the momentum right. of the movie but this one you know uh, DMC's out of jail the band's back and they're performing up front it's you know what people know of them you know so it defines them as uh, characters as completely legit it isn't like we're less than the rest of this movie just playing and they don't overdo the musical numbers at all you know they're doing their plot whoa did you see it? Uh oh, here's Rick. There's so Rick Rubin looking so silly. It's none of your fucking business, Arthur. I don't answer you now, do I? Yeah, but come on, every group we got's on the road right now. Sign more groups. Sign more groups. And guess who they're going to try to sign? Um, if I remember Chris Groove uh, correctly, it's going to. I don't know. Who's going to sign? They're going to sign Run DMC and Beastie Boys. So we're going to see uh, Russell Simmons, in the, the manager, in the, in the audience in a minute. And the guy's like, you should come sign with us. And Russell's like, meh, step off, meh. 
And then they like he puts a lot big wad of cash in Russell's face, and he goes, "Okay, we'll sign." I look forward to it. There again is Richard Edson. Now, do you know Richard Edson? Uh, let me check. Excuse me, I happen to have a Richard Edson nineteen uh, twenty seventeen calendar on my wall right now. <laughs> okay, this is the guy you know his face. He's been in a million things, but he's never the lead. You know, he was in um, Howard the Duck. Right, that's March. He was in Platoon. April. He was in Good Morning Vietnam. There January. He is. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. the reason why I picked this movie is because August is tougher than leather month uh, on my calendar. <laughs> Rick Rubin. Rubin looks so sick. These two guys wrote the film. Right. Both and so they decide that let's have a conversation together, but I'll stare at the wall while we do it. I'm having a conversation with you, but I'm looking at the wall. All right, I'm going to Google how many players on a basketball team. All right. I'm going to be all computer about it. I'm going to call it Player Count. There's a, a great uh, comic book series called a uh, graphic novel called uh, Illustrated History of Hip Hop. And uh, the, the author, who's done uh, some bios before, just does this very uh, wonderfully exhaustive history of just, you know, month by month, year by year, history of mm-hmm. hip hop and stuff like that. So this movie gets a lot of mention in it. He usually, oh, here's the Beastie Boys. Uh, See how now there's an audience? Before, there really wasn't an Well, bef- before they shot it in a club where they just had some extras stand around a, a, yeah. open, a vacant lot, and then they just cut to an actual uh, stadium, a uh, theater space where the BC Boys are performing on a stage. Now there's Russell ignoring, and then he gets the wad of cash, and he's like, okay, maybe it's your office tomorrow. The Beasties are so silly in this movie. Well, how old were they back then? Oh, I don't know. They look like 20s. I don't know. Well, if they're drinking on stage, they should be 21 or at least 18, right? Are they pouring beer on his head? This has got to be early on because this is all old school, you know, and they changed up. And Yeah, they got very serious. Start their own label. ADR. O-C-K. I use the microphone like Picasso used clay. That's... Of course, Picasso wasn't uh, a he, sculptor. He did some sculpting, <laughs> I think. I know. He was a painter. No, but he... he uh, I don't know. I think he sculpted. He must have done other mediums. Mm-hmm. Now, Russell's trying to pick up girls right now, and it's not working out for he stares right oh, at the camera. Okay, I guess it did work. Ah, here we are. Strut Records. So he just did the classic, like, Animal House Pluto look into the camera move. Yeah, you know, this whole thing is a nod to other. That's not the right way to say it, nod. It's like they didn't know what to write. So they just, you know, they did Blues Brothers, and, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that in this, uh, a lot of obvious. Okay, so there's Russell and his brother Joe and Jam Master Jay. All right. So, like, I'm almost... And Russell's saying, listen, you guys just let me do the talking. 
Okay. Did you ever see Russell's uh, uh, MTV Cribs, pre-9-11 MTV Cribs? I didn't. So they had they were like a block away from the World Tra- uh, Trade Center. Oh, I see. And then uh, <clears throat> they actually followed up years later where they moved after after uh, not, uh, post-9-11. And then his wife had a reality show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they... Uh, I think they separated and divorced during the show. Oh, here's some... Do you think the Beastie no. Boys are funny? Yeah, lucky me. No, I think they were jerks. Now, Adam is trying to pick up the receptionist, and he's laying it on thick. Charming. And see, yeah, and you see Run is over there playing it cool, because that's how you get the girl, we learn later. Oh, so you don't have your friends picking their noses on lying on a couch. <laughs> Now look at um, where do they put the camera? Sweater. Carl, Carl, yeah, I'm looking at the sweater. Oh, he knows it. It's fast. Rick Rubin's sweater. It's just so inappropriate for. I just don't know what Rick Rubin was thinking. Why is he? Uh, why is he? He's holding his own hands, so you can't see his hands. He's doing that kind of pose where he's standing up and he's. He's holding his hands. You can't see his hands. That's very weird. I'll, I'll have to check it out when they cut back. Yeah, him. please do. Adam is laying it on thick, and she's just saying no. What do you think? Right. Have it your own way. But if you knew what you were missing, you'd cut your throat. I'm doing my nails here. <laughs> uh. Yo, you drop your pen. <laughs> See, he's, he's, yeah, he's, she was uh, seeing if he would be chivalrous. So this um, Richard Edson, right? Oh yeah. I found out through research that he um, he began with a music career, not an acting career, in San Francisco. This huh. is why I bring it up to you. Um, there was an art rock band called Alter Boys. Have you heard of them? I have not heard of Alter Boys, but can I tell you something? He's only appeared in 11 movies, which makes my calendar a fucking ripoff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there isn't like, well, what's the 12th one? Like a commercial he was in? Uh, it's a Bravo. It's his headshot. It's, it's, it's four different uh, pictures of him. One as a sailor. One as a chef. Now, he was a drummer, and he also played the trumpet. Now, that was 81, 82. Okay, in the Ultra Boys. Before he switched to, uh, yeah, in the Ultra Boys. But check this out, Mike. He was Sonic Youth's original drummer, and he played drums for some other band called Conk at the same time. Now, you know a Sonic, Sonic Youth hit, right? Sure. But after the release of Sonic Youth's self-titled debut album... Edson left the band to play with Kong full-time. So K-O-N-K is the band? Yeah. Probably easier to deal with. I don't know. All right, but so... I, don't you think that's a misstep? He left the big band, the yeah, band that hit it big. To go with Conk. Wasn't their drummer, like, if the Sonic Youth was, like, uh, they had a colorful drummer? Yeah, not this guy, but yeah. It, um, I oh. don't remember... 
you know, I don't know details about Sonic Youth. I just used to love their music, and you you were a cool guy if you liked their music. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll one cool you. They had an album called Chicone Youth, which uh-huh. where they were pretending to be a band called Chicone Youth, and they did uh, get into the groove. They covered that, and they covered mm-hmm. uh, Addicted to Love. And they did some other bullshit. And that was the one album I had of theirs. It was their throwaway album. Addicted to Love, which was that uh, Robert Palmer. 80s hit. Yeah, yeah. Robert Palmer. But it was like, I remember I used to uh, be... Um, um, these guys lived downstairs for me, and we used to play music together. And he goes, you might as well face it. You're addicted to drugs. And he thought it was so funny. I was like, "You idiot! That's the pun, you dummy." Wasn't there like a wasn't there like a Howard uh, uh, Stern bit where it was like, "You're a dick with a glove" by Michael Jackson? Oh, uh, no, not that I paid attention to, but uh, well, it was twenty five years like, ago. Thirty five years sounds ago. like a dick move. <laughs> okay, so Russell Simmons now is saying, "I I see your order, your offer. I like it. I want double." <laughs> and then Arthur's like, no way, man. And then Rick Rubin's like, sign them. Sign the Beastie Boys, too. All right. And now he forces them to take uh, take them all out to lunch. And we'll see some shenanigans and nonsense. Now, you see the guy in the suit here? He's the muscle, right? Okay. And he will play a prominent role as a bad guy later. He will play a prominent role as the other actors leave the movie midway during production. <laughs> Suddenly, the henchman is like the criminal. Huh. Sounds like someone's entering the studio. Yeah. Yeah. This actor, he was in Dirty Dancing. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> so, wait, are you sure you're not thinking of John Lesbiano? I... No, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, God, yeah, I've, and then, uh, so that's funny, Do you, I'm trying to think if I've seen him recently, I'm sure he's still working, if he, I know this place. The NoHo Star. NoHo Star, I've been here with my, with my parents. The thing is, like, I know about Soho, I know know about NorHo, NoHo, no, no now, Soho is south of Houston, uh, Houston. Right. No, it, there's a part of New York City which is very prostitute, and that's called Soho. And then there's one which is really <laughs> prude. There's not a single prostitute. That's called NoHo. <laughs> there's a, there's a fraternity section, too, called No Homo. <laughs> well, uh, it's not Christopher Street. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, was, that was good, Mike. Yeah, well, I figure we might as well throw a joke in here. Speaking of which, here's the BC boys. So that was uh, Adam's funny joke. He says to the waiter, "Do you have crabs?" And the waiter says, "Yes, I we do." Uh-huh. And he goes, "Well, get away from me! Uh-huh. I don't want to catch it." And then the waiter says, "If I find out who's calling me, I'll go and I'll kill you." <laughs> now, um, and Arthur, who's an author here, goes. Um, the white guys were the worst ones. You know, because it's just more racism. Um, Did you see what Adam was piling on his plate? What was that, crabs? 
<laughs> okay, so now Run is playing it cool. He's walked the girl back to his car, and he goes, listen, I'm going to be at this party for such and such. And he, she goes, are you asking me on a date? And he's like, hey, I'm just, you know, I tell people where I'm going to be, and if they want to come, they can come. He's like totally playing it cool. Yeah, you know what? It's not cool. Like later, I'm going to be over at 855 23rd Street, uh, apartment 9, and it's just not cool because people show up unannounced. It's funny how you say that because she's right now asking, what's the address? Where is this place? And he goes, it's in the book. Oh, that's cool. Totally playing it off. You know, I've read the Bible, and there's no mention of, it, of his street address. It's in the good book. The yellow pages. Not the white pages. So was the white pages the Old Testament and then the yellow pages were the New Testament? Was the New Testament, yeah. yeah. And then the yeah. blue pages was like, I guess, Book of Mormon. The, um, the yellow pages was that time Jesus was in Asia. Oh, you're terrible, man. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> So this is right already now. the party that uh, he invited her to. I would have been and okay. I would have been more comfortable with a urine joke. <laughs> for, for yellow? Yeah. Um, Mike, you're extremely sensitive. I, I was am. like uh, 1984 Mike back. Um, <laughs> here, here we have uh, a band called the Backyard Gang. And, and they're I in the backyard. They signed, yeah, they were signed with Rick. No, it's called Junkyard Band, Junkyard Band. And they were assigned to, um, they were part of Rick Rubin's deal. Oh, that's good. So she shows up, and he's like, oh, it's, I'm glad you're here. I'm, I have to go take care of some business, so see you later. She's saying it's so cool. That's really cool, because I would be like, I have to take a shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm avoiding you. I just wanted to see how you react. So he's... Uh, He's eavesdropping on somebody. Okay, so here we have before. the mom of this person. And we're finally getting to some plot in the movie. She's saying how hard it is, and he lost his job again. He's sort of a ne'er-to-do-well. And so Russell is saying, okay, we'll hire him, and he can go with us on tour. And, oh, would you, Russell? So they're going to bring and their father? Uh, Russell's the brother, believe it or not. No, his... uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, I saw the film uh, in preparation for this, and I knew his name at that time. So anyway, this is the beginning of our first plot point. And never... Let's see, what minute are we at here? Wow, we're 26 minutes in. (laughs) Okay, the way a film's supposed to go is within the first 10 minutes, you get set up for the movie. And then by page 25, it's already time for Act 2. That's not what was on in this film that uh, that, uh, uh, Rick Rubin wrote. So there he is, that we're talking to you. He's like, you could come on tour with us. I will be the best worker for you. It's cool, man. All right. And it get heart to heart on the bed. Yeah. You see, this guy will meet on... Can I ruin the movie for you? <clears throat> I think you already have. <laughs> this might be in here. 
<laughs> so this is oh, the junkyard, junkyard band. band. So they're playing like children. The... I don't want to play too much music. I just, I, I'm just trying to find some good dialogue in this film. No music. So um, he, Russell is saying we need to hire so and so. And Ron is saying, already did it, my man, because he had overheard the conversation. Oh, I got you. So I like how one of the <laughs> band members is wearing a Def Jam Records t-shirt. It's almost like, you know what, might as well just ride this as fast as I can. <laughs> we're we're going to we'll sign you. We're going to sign a 16-piece band, and you'll be in a movie. Do you mind wearing a record label shirt? No? Thanks for letting me be in the movie. Now, did you just see he was carrying all the luggage for yeah, them? Yeah, they were at the airport. They just probably showed up speaking of 9-11, pre-9-11 and just record, filmed it there. Well, the point was that they just hired him to be like, uh, okay, yeah, like he, they're, he, they're now saying, go get us food, go get us pizza, here's the money. <laughs> so, like, we're seeing that he is there. Now, wasn't this in Hard Day Night? Where like uh, Paul had like a uh, canker, a cantankerous uh, uncle. Oh, uh, in Hard Day's Night, Paul had his grandfather. His grandfather. His grandfather. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was cantankerous. That's uh-huh. a good way to put it. So it's the same plot. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it is the way. Okay, it is. now our ne'er to do well will get robbed. Oh, this is because this is pre Giuliani, New York City. The mean streets of pre Giuliani. Wow, they just went and they took all the dollar bills in his pocket and ran. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. He he did not win an Oscar for this, but it was a, he got an honorable mention. Oh, it's definitely is real. And now he's like, I'm going to walk away. Get out. All right. The director, Rick Rue, is like, okay, now walk off the screen. Oh, now, this, this is a pretend rich white running, person. And if this car isn't running by the time I finish shopping, it's your job. Yeah, because you could tell he's like a... He's 22 years old. He has a ponytail, but he has a... a captain's, the captain's hat. hat. Yeah, so that's why he's a rich guy. Now, our ne'er-to-do-well friend knows all about cars. And so he is going to fix it. Oh, car talk. And then the chauffeur will give him a little bit of money. Oh. And that saves the day because he can get run the MC there at lunch. Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember seeing this movie in the theater. I said, one for Run DMC's friend, please. They would be so hungry. So this is his their friend or father or? It, it's, it's just a friend. Okay. And the plot turns on him because he is uh, he is wronged, shall we say? He's nerdy willed. See that he gave some of the money back. He goes, Nah, I know he's worth this much, my man. Is this at least the money that he got stolen two minutes ago? Uh, it, it pays back the money that he got stolen, so he can get run the MC their lunch. He's getting out of the limo, and they're in press. <laughs> Yay! That's pretty funny. He's working out. You know, that only took the, they're still watching the same fight scene from the movie. 
they're on tour now, and yes. that's what you're seeing here. Yes, I'm seeing footage of a bus for the footage of a marker on a, <laughs> on a map. Look how stupid the tour went. They're like stock footage of a plane, stock footage of a train, a hand drawing Mike, a magic right. marker. The internet points that out. It's oh, really? stock footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Rick Rubin ran off to the tarmac and <laughs> started shooting planes. <laughs> Listen, I need money to go to Arizona. Something about a train. What song are they playing? Oh, God. Oh, this no, this is a monkey song, Mike. I know you're a fan. No, it's not true. This is a... This is a Mick Dolan song, Mary Mary. You know it? Oh, I love this song. That really is uh, from the Monkees? The Monkees do a song called Mary Mary. Mick Dolan's is the main singer of it. Uh-huh. And they do it. They do Mary Mary, and then they do, um, like, a, you're a hoe kind of music. <laughs> you know, you're a hoe here. kind of music. Mary Mary, I need your love. And- Why you Love it. Yeah. I love it. So this movie's all right. I mean, I, you can't complain. I, I like one of the MC. Anything with the monkeys in it. But you're only really a fan of Head, right? Not really the monkey. Well, all right. So I, I like Run DMC, and that's the reason why we're watching this movie. When it comes to mm-hmm. the monkeys, I've seen the TV show numerous times. Uh, I love the movie. I auditioned for the new monkeys. For the open audition, I went in a line in New York City, and I'm like, cool. what a waste of my youth. To spend like all day, and I get up there, and when I finally go, they're like, "Are you a musician?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> they're like, "All right." I'm like, "Yeah." I, I auditioned for the New Monkeys. Do you remember the New Monkeys? Yes. Yeah. So that's be listen, people. Be MTV. careful. Be careful with nostalgia. It eats, it populate itself. You know, it's it will uh, eat its it own will tail. Eat itself. Yeah, so during the uh, 80s, it was nostalgia for the 60s, and partially, partially because MTV played some Monkeys episode. And that, yeah, and they the monkeys, played them all. They bought them. Yeah, they played them all. They played the young ones, but then the Monkeys had an album, which kind of hit with the boomers. Like, they released an album, and they went on tour, which is basically what kind of launched the idea of doing, with all that in the air, they decided to do the new Monkeys which I think was syndicated and uh, aired for a couple episodes? Well, um, it did. It flopped, though. I don't think it was syndicated. It flopped. But Uh. the thing is, I thought that the story went that they were going to do the new monkey. They had invested in buying the monkey series so they would hype it and promote it, and then, boom, we're giving you the new monkey. And the monkeys, the real monkeys, getting a breath oh, of life into Jay. their career was like a happenstance. Right. Something not, they didn't plan. The Beatles were like, I don't know, like every time I see the Beatles, I think monkeys. Kind of a rip-off, you know? <laughs> well, it takes me a while because I'm just used to the Beatles from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And when I actually see the real Beatles, I'm like, why do they have like short hair? How can they don't look like the BG, like the Gibbs brothers? Where's their general? Where's Barry? Outfit. Yeah. Okay, now this is Rick Rubin's dad. Now you see the the intrepid. Yeah, it is very intrepid. Yeah. 
No, Mike, Mike, uh, you see they're on they're on the West Side Highway around 43rd, 44th Street, and the Intrepid is there. Don't you know this landmark, right? Or, yeah, sure. This is where I buy heroin. <laughs> okay. Well, most people would be impressed that that is the aircraft carrier, the Intrepid, the Airspace Museum. And uh, it's, a, it's a choice location. It adds production value. Yeah, okay. Right. What we're, <laughs> what we're learning here is that Rick Rubin's dad, I mean, Rick Rubin's a criminal and everything, but Rick Rubin's dad's an ultra-criminal. And he's dealing with senators, and he's going to do hush money, and he's going to, you know, take, that's, that's what we're hearing. <laughs> so so, now, so is this played, actually played by Rick Rubin's dad? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, well, that could um, that. Rick Rubin's dad is now letting him know that so-and-so has been stealing money from the co- from his company. And you're a schmuck for letting him, you know. So Rick Rubin, I guess, doesn't really run a record company. He runs like a mafia crime organization. Maybe it's a lot so he's going to oh. take care of this guy. Oh, and there he is at a payphone. That's well, a trepid payphone. That's been around for a while. He met him at the payphone because he, his father's, his father's phone has been tapped by the FBI, so he had to make a call that wasn't listened to. Is how the plot says, and that's why they show up here. Okay, now they're at the zoo. Yes, Rick Rubin from that point called Arthur and told him, "Meet me." You know, they got on a plane and flew somewhere. Right. And Arthur's like, why are we here? He goes, you don't like the zoo, Arthur? <laughs> it's, it's dumb, it's dumb. These two guys wrote the film, I don't know why. Maybe you have good production value if you're on a location that shows like Polar Bear, they thought. Yeah, it's more interesting seeing a polar bear in a movie than... than uh... So we, it's, you know, this, I, it's been a while since I went to Central Park Zoo. It's like in the middle of the, the park, right? This okay. The Central Park Zoo isn't in the middle; it's on the edge. But yes, that's not where they are, though. They're okay. like I don't know Bronx where they are. Zoo. He said, "Get on a plane." I don't think so. I don't think they're in New okay. York. Wait, I have. I, oh, I was going to guess. So it's, they're in the Manhattan Zoo, the Bronx Zoo, the Queens Zoo, <laughs> the Staten Island. <laughs> As you know, there zoo. is a Bronx Zoo, and it's very serious. It's an, almost an amusement park. But there really isn't any Manhattan Zoo. There is a Central Park Zoo, if that's what you mean. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um, Brooklyn Zoo, that's Canossi. <laughs> well, it's Coney Island's in, in Brooklyn, Wait, right? Mike, that was hilarious. You missed my joke. I'm say sorry, it again, say it again, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, I'm spreading ignorance. Go ahead, say your joke again. Okay. Uh, but the setup was there. Okay, you know the Bronx Zoo is very famous. It's almost an amusement park, right? Manhattan doesn't have the zoo, but I guess you'd call the Central Park one. And the Brooklyn Zoo? That's Canossi! <laughs> well, you had to be there, Mike. Oh, I guess so. It's been a while since I've been there. I have been okay. to Brooklyn. I watched uh, uh, Girls. Mike, yes. do you know where Canarsie is? I uh, know. Okay, all right, all right, never mind. <laughs> Listen, I think that the endangered species of the polar bear is going to be okay. I mean, come on, Mike. Polar bears are white. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, now this is Slick Rick. I know. So great. 
Oh my god, what time is this on? 38, 38 minutes and like 50 seconds. He doesn't have a part in this movie except for what he's doing right now. It's fine. It's a good way to wake everyone up. <laughs> oh, right. I'm in this movie house. That's right. Oh, thank God. I remember Slick Rick was so great because anything you heard him rap to, you just enjoyed because of that, you know, that voice, like that, that sarcastic. Now, who's this guy? This is uh... This is the one that was stealing, and he knows he's going to meet with Rick Rubin who I guess isn't a record executive. He's a mob guy or something. Oh, so he's he's sweating over the fact that Rick Rubin's going to kick his ass. Yeah, that's well, right. And Rick Rubin, the writer and director of this movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, can I take a, a Polaroid? Yeah, sure, a Polaroid. Yeah. Anything. He there bu- were no selfies. Like, it, it wasn't the selfie of its day. It was its own thing, right? Well, right but, New, but New York City nightlife is all Andy Warhol taking Polaroids anyway. It's a long tradition of... Uh, that everyone well, in New York City clubs have Polaroids. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. But, okay, so let's just put the audience in perspective as we hear here in 2017. Let's... Back in my, in my day, you had to go develop your pictures. You didn't just get them that second. Then the Polaroid was so great. Yeah, I mean, you could like... see immediately. You know, the one-hour photo booth in the, by the parking lot wasn't a place to score drugs. It was actually open, and there was a guy in there, and you'd have to give him a film, and it would come back in an hour, which is pretty remarkable. <laughs> it's not a place to take a shit in, because it's not abandoned back then. Okay, so once again, I just want to try to convey to you how weird it is that this is a record company. And they're, right? they're busting this guy's chops. Yeah, like as if it's a mob thing, and he's all scared to see him. But we're in a we're in an actual boardroom, probably. What he's saying right now is he's going, Rick, excuse, 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 excuse. <laughs> now watch what Rick does. Oh, gross! No, Sticks a gun take in it his out, mouth. Take it out. Stand by! Stand by! He's just shot the man through his head yeah. in the. St- That's right. He's, he's in charge of a record company. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, now, this this room. Our ne'er to do well. Yeah, right? just got shot. Who got shot? He, uh, yes, our ne'er to do well stumbled in and said, "What's going on here? It looks like a murder." And then Rick Rubin's like, "Uh oh!" Boom, and killed him. Oh the boy. And now Super Mario Brother is freaking out. Yeah, he's going, why'd you kill him? We could have paid him off cheap. So can I tell you something? This roommate's pouring drugs all over the dead body. That's funny. (laughs) I like the muscle. This room that they shot it in is maybe, I don't know, the size of this studio. It's three by three. And he (laughs) puts a gun in the guy's mouth and shoots. And everyone's like, oh, okay. He just shot him out. Yeah. yeah. That is pretty rough. Sprinkle drugs on them. Yeah, and what kind of drugs are those? Like pills? Uh, that's crack because it was uh, fashionable. This is 1988, I think. 88. Isn't this movie? Let me just take a look. Oh, hang on a second. Meanwhile, back. The song is saying, don't be nice till you're hosed. Until you really know that you can trust him. 
when you first meet a girl and you first start dating her, do not be nice to her. Be, you know, you until you like find a... out you can trust her. Message. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, this this uh, podcast is full of messages, and uh, <laughs> our sister the one interesting thing so far. Well, not true. I mean, Run DMC's on stage, so I like that. Yeah. Oh, and now speaking of which, they're winning in the wings. Now they got some good hats. I like the hats. Russell, Russell yeah. has a good now, hat. Now you know how they wear the hats. They call them Godfather hats. Uh huh. Um, they look a little like um, Hasidim, and they'll play on that joke later in this film. It's like one of the only funny things. Okay, so here comes Russell, and he says, whoa, a dead guy. Wait a minute. It's a dead guy I know. Oh, how could this happen? Okay, these are cops. That's pre-Giuliani, too, because back then in New York City, you're just like, oh, no, a dead guy. <laughs> yeah. Remember there was a time, like, Mayor Koch, New York, like, the only thing illegal in New York was murder. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there and do anything you want. Okay, so they're cro- they're interrogating the Run-DMC, but Run-DMC, uh, you know, are, it's tougher than the cops. But yeah, uh, tougher than leather, maybe. <laughs> Together, forever, and we're tougher than leather. It is a good song. Do you, do you ever watch... Well, so uh, there's a reality show, right? Run's House with Rev Run. Uh, I'm not sure, Mike, but it's funny you said that because at this this movie concludes with a song called Run's House. Right, no, that's and a big song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a funny thing about that song, and I was going to save it until when the song came on, but I'll just tell you now. You know Run DMC went on to make like what I consider one of their only good records ever, uh, called uh, Down With The King. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's an old album. What are you talking about? You're crazy. They're all good. <laughs> They're all good albums, period. I like them all. Well, King of Rock is a good album, and this is a good album, and the Aerosmith one's a good album. Of course they are. But they were old school rap. And I guess what I meant to say is this is Down the first the time Run CMC did New school rap, and I appreciated it. I well, guess DMC, DMC always wanted to go a different direction. You know, as a musician, he had different ideas, and, and they're just uh-huh. like, well, that's not run DMC. You know, that's not what people are coming to see. And mm-hmm. so he wasn't able to do it. And, you know, one thing we haven't mentioned is that Jam Master Jay was shot uh, in oh. his music studio. He was playing Xbox, and someone came in and shot him. And that was uh, maybe 2005 or something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's just... You know, it's, so it's it's great to see him uh, in the movie, but it just is it's a little bittersweet for me because it's, it's been you know I uh, their first album I found on a well, bus. Well, what happened? Is he okay? Did he live? No, no, he was it was fatally shot. I mean, it was uh, they might have brought him uh-huh. to the hospital, but he didn't survive. I didn't know that. That sucks. All right, so there's Strout, Strut. Uh, it's their record company. They're breaking in. When I had something a, fishy. I was on a bus and uh, there was a cassette for a copy of one of their first albums, uh, and it was during that time. And I, I took it and I listened to the hell out of it, and I lost it myself on the bus. So, mm-hmm. we went through. Was it King of Rock? Might have been, yeah. King you of know, Rock was such a good record, and you, that um, the, Harriet Tugman. I was uh, going to say the music video for. Uh, 
King of Rock, they, they talk about like an MTV oral history book as well to get uh, a black artist on MTV. Uh, uh-huh. was, this is before like Michael Mania just fucking dominated, but that was one of the few uh, songs to make. And one of the things they did was, uh, you know, you ever see when they go to the uh, Museum of Rock and Roll and Larry Bud Melvin's the, the curator? Oh, I think so, yeah. And he's like, and they go and they, they cause havoc. And one of the things is there's like a little white kid and, and who gives like who smiles at them and gives them a thumbs up and they give them a thumbs mm-hmm. up, and that was like calculated because they're just like we got to get this on MTV, we'll, to the point where we'll have like, you know, a smiling white boy, you know, approving the music and them approving the white boy, and uh, uh, that was part of the video. Mm-hmm. So pretty blatant, pretty obvious. Well, I mean, it, it, it took a while for MTV to put any black artists on their show. On their, yeah, on their airwaves. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you remember my Adidas? Yeah, sure. That was a great song. The only time I ever saw Run DMC in person was at Live Aid, the one in Philadelphia. Uh huh. That was pretty cool. They were doing my Adidas, and and you know, uh, it's roamed all over Coliseum floors. You remember that line? Like, everyone cheered for oh, that Oh, for the line. Coliseum, no less. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was just in an arena, you know. And, but, I mean, when he did it, he pranced across the stage, like, just like a horse, like a pony. And everyone freaked out. I don't know. It was just good. Uh, by the way, right now what's happening is yes. they are committing to the mothers. Like, why my boy died? And so they're committing that they're going to find out. You see... What, when we were talking, there was, he was, they were watching the news, and it was saying that he was, you know, cops found a drug deal. It was a drug deal, you know, because they sprinkled the drugs on him. And so, you know, she's like, my boy didn't do drugs. And they're like, we know. And they're, they're <laughs> pledging to her now. This is really should be the beginning of Act 2. But we're in page. <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, the director, look at that. I like how it fades out. The camera was, like, between the, the two bodies, so you have to... It's horrible and awful. Okay, yeah, he's not so this a good is director. the girl that Run was trying to get, right? right? So she and shows up later in the movie. Yeah. Now, the thing is, they're sort of still not together yet. It's never said that they're an item. But her role turns away from being a love interest at all, and now she's like an informant for them. You oh, know, so she's going to investigate. Yeah. Okay, now we have some fantasy racism. Now, it's 1988, mind you, okay? And they're in New York City. Right. So they go into a bar, and the bartender's like, we don't allow your kind. You know, it's totally as if it's 1950s. So this is Run DMC's fantasy of how they're going to, you know, fight racism. So this is like the scene from 48 Hours. I guess so, yeah. Oh, you want a black Russian? <laughs> You remember that? Yeah. Smashes the mirror. You know, the yeah. 48 Hours as San Francisco film, not to talk over this film, but it has a lot of locations that are in San Francisco, a lot of like really good ones, like Knob Hill for, for Bordello and stuff like that. But wow. that, bar, that, that bar that they go to, it doesn't exist in San Francisco. It's a bar that the director, Walter Hill, had used in a couple other of his films, like The Driver, mm-hmm. and he just used the, the movie set. But for the longest time, I was like, where was that bar, you know? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, when they're in that bar, it almost seems Texan. Yeah, and there's, like, these gas lights outside. 
the bar. Like, mm-hmm. So it looked. It has a distinct exterior as well. But it was it used in the early. Oh! When you smash beer bar, uh, beer glasses on his head, it goes. It sounds like bowling pins. <laughs> and the stick here, you see, is D doesn't move. He just oh, yeah. sits there enjoying this beer. Well, these guys just get the shit kicked out of. They, they must be uh, so hot in those coats. That's a good way to fight, is to put someone... Oh, look, he stopped them. I wonder what is the appeal of those coats. Like, you're a lion, like you're big, like you're the Hulk. I don't know. I don't, I don't look too much... I don't look read too much into it. There's a rave scene, too, where you wear these giant uh, parkas as well. A rave scene? Yeah, like in the 90s. Oh... He go. He says, "I always wanted to do this," and then he does it. <laughs> oh, that's the Tom Milano Bar and Grill. Think of the name. He's the name for that. Oh, this oh, is the next bar. place they go to. Okay. Yeah, and basically the same thing's going to happen. They're like, what they're doing is they're looking for. Um, uh, looking for a hot bartender. Say no more. No, she's in search of a person who. Gosh, I saw this whole film and I know it, but I'm forgetting now. I'm making uh, you watch okay, this movie They have twice. a lead on what happened to, you know, who killed and they're trying to find a guy. He's going to bribe him with Ben Franklin. But I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's all right. I was just saying the bartender's hot. As <laughs> one hot bartender. It's different from flirting with your therapist because there's no law against it. <laughs> you know, bartenders don't like it when you flirt with them. Did you know that? Bartenders don't like it when what? You flirt with them. It's not part of I didn't of the know tip. that. I thought they were going for a tip. Well, they're going for a tip. They don't want to be flirted at. You know? You don't have to put that in the equation, Carl. Wake up. I every time I flirt with a bartender, yes. he is into it. He, you know, it leads to something. So I don't know. So, excuse me. Sounds like you just <laughs> went to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what did you say to her today? Oh, by the way, I found the guy's name. His name is Runny Ray. That's who got killed. Runny Ray. Runny Ray. Now it says here that. He was a member of Run DMC's crew from back in the day, whatever that means, pre-fame, I guess. Also served as their roadie in real life. They grew up with Ray, and he came with them when they got famous. Um, Running Ray was featured in the song You Be Illin' on the Raising Hell album. You remember that? You You Be Illin', that was good. No, but I remember you talked too much. Carl, you never shut up. (laughs) Sorry, oh, you like, talk too much. You talk too much, homeboy. You know, in that video, do you remember Lloyd Lindsay Young is in that video? Oh, that's perfect. No, I don't remember that, but Lloyd Lindsay Young from Channel 9, hello, we hawk it. Yeah, so the, Lloyd, Lindsay, Lloyd Lindsay Young was ubiquitous on the tri-state area television uh, at least 30 years ago, but he disappeared, yeah. but he... He was white hot enough to pop up in a, a Run DMC video for you talk too much because that was kind of his stick. He really did talk too much. Well, yeah, I mean the thing is, he would be like uh, he would say hello to certain towns and he would read fan mail kind of stuff. Meanwhile, we want to see if it's going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> right. Now, the first time Marka, you know Marka Lee, uh, yeah, old girlfriend, you know, yeah. okay, 
she just turned on the TV, and I guess she didn't know Channel 9. And she's like, hello, we hawking. Beautiful, sunny skies. And she goes to me. She turns her head, and she's like, that man's going to lose his job. Now, I'll contraire. I know. Well, she never bumped into him before, but she thought he was. Look at how Run is just. <clears throat> Hitting him in brass knuckles. Um, it was a street so fight anyway, this happens, this happens three times. They go to a place, and then they're like, hey, black person, we have racism here. And then they fight them. It's just so silly. This wasn't 1988 New York City. It just wouldn't happen. Well, well it's, uh, it looks pretty good. The city looks good. <laughs> <laughs> you belong Ladies to the city, Carl. You belong <laughs> to the to night. The night. What else do I belong to? I've made that choice. You I belong, belong to the wide. To the Knights of Columbus. To reach fitness. I belong to reach fitness. <laughs> Annual membership. You've made your choice. <laughs> what else? Living it up in the moon in New York City. <laughs> do you feel that when you I walk around New York City? Do you, do you like, when you true? walk around the city, like, right now we're watching Run DMC uh, beat up this guy in, like, an alley in New York They're City. They're getting information. They're, They're getting breaking information. fingers. Yeah, so they breaking fingers. Yeah. So, living it up in the moon in New York, New York. City. <laughs> Appropriate music. Yeah, don't you, like, listen to do songs about New York go into your head when you walk around New York? Yeah, I do um, the Frank Sinatra one a lot. Uh, uh, what about uh, Nina Hagen? New York City is my favorite place for a honeymoon in a hotel suite. <laughs> New York, New York. Now you're from New York. <laughs> right. That's a good one. That's Yeah, that's a good Inspire one. Fire you, the best will hire you. Now you're in New York. I like the mashup they did with, uh, I don't know, Jazzy J, is that his name? Jazzy J is his name, yes. <laughs> no, what's his name? Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Yeah, okay, Jay-Z, that's a good one. Second time. Jazzy Jazz is a guy I made up in uh, that, that script, uh, Pop, Goes the, uh, Pop Goes the Bubble. See, do, you, do you know? Never mind. Jazzy <laughs> it's, it's my guy. It's, it's your Minecraft world, okay? You don't have to make up <laughs> stories. Who so, are these guys? These guys look like they just... Now they're just, like, giving up. It's just like, you know what? Just That's get my dad. friends to play these guys. Now, Dad goes, I met you by the Intrepid, and I told you this guy was stealing. What'd you go and kill him for? He's like, <laughs> do what you told me. It's just, you did sloppy. You're not running a business. This isn't a mob. This isn't a mob. I'm ashamed. Look at his girl hair, man. Well, that's his thing. He's he's always had long hair now. And, like, crazy beard. I just don't understand. Like, Run DMC heard this thing, and it's like, N-word, N-word, N-word. They're like, this sounds great, Rick. I don't think they had anything to do with this movie. They just did their thing, and then the movie happened. No way, man. Where's no Run way. DMC right now in this terrible scene? Doing something they're else. The victims. They're the victims of what he's plotting. Huh. Yeah. 
No, no, listen. Run DMC absolutely was 100% no choice, involved in making this, making this movie. Did, um, did they we were miss? having them come out of jail. They were having the fights they, of racism. They were doing the performances on stage. They're totally... Rick wrote it, but... Did, uh, so the Beastie Boys, I, I don't yeah. really think they're funny. No, no. And I get in it's trouble really for that. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my two cents. I just wanted to re- restate that. Not not that this I, you won't see funny. them again in the film. Their time is done now. Yeah, that's what I figured. What about a uh, junkyard uh, game? Uh, no, their time. They just got that one scene. That's all they got. God damn! I wish I wanted to see that again. If I was watching this movie, I'd be like projectionist. Play real two again. <laughs> <laughs> so look at this apartment. Okay, it's they, pretty cool. Ah, uh, that's who they were looking for. They were looking for our our movie star. Oh yeah, uh, Richard Engel. He knows. He was there when they when the kid got shot. So. Oh, he was. Yeah. So that's why they're after him to find out what really happened. Tell me the truth. With the T at the end. Let me hear you say it, Mike. What's that? Say the word truth with the T at the end. Truth. With the T. Oh. Oh, yeah, I want to see We're what's going to happen. We're going to shoot you if you don't tell us. Killed my man Ray. It's like a Russian roulette thing they're doing. Oh, boy. So that's like a New York City apartment he's got. Just a bed and a window. It kind of reminds me of the Blues Brothers apartment when the train. Oh, yeah, the old train's right out there. God, I would kill to have an apartment like that. That was a great scene. Yeah, what a great space. Yeah, that's a great space. You got like a historic view of the L train. The things you could do with that space. Oh, man, you could do like blowjobs at the window and let the commuters watch. Doing a service. Silhouette. Mm -hmm. Yeah, silhouette. You ever been to a bar where they had like shadow dancing? Um, No, um, I don't even know what that is. It's so it's it's like a footage of a of a silhouette of a of a stripper. Uh-huh. So a woman will dance. A woman will dance. I'm I'm not gonna say the stripper, but it's just a silhouette. So and then you you're at a bar and that's so in the it's background. really about a show. They're being sexy. They're doing a show. It's not yeah. about like they're being yeah. sexy, but it's a silhouette, so you don't see the person. So you don't see the actual person. You just see the silhouette of of a body. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's clever. Yeah. Except unless you're horny. Well, it depends on how horny you are. Maybe the shadow will just turn you on so much that you just like <laughs> get a bust of that from a shadow. It happens. You, you know who busted that over a shadow? The shadow knows. No. The shadow knows because he's covered in. I that. knows the shadow knows. Oh, my pun's not going to work. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we're seeing... Oh, here we're we gonna go. Find Here's your joke. You turn around. Oh, oh no. That's not run. Oh, no. that's, not, that's not D. They're just orthodox. <laughs> now watch this, watch this. Whoa, pow! He just what punched the screen. Yeah, you see how they do the video effect? That I've never seen that effect before. That's pretty cool. Okay, now here she is again, and it's like, don't forget, audience, I'm no longer the love interest, I'm an informant. Oh, and I'm going to keep the plot going. And the camera is, like, placed right on the counter. Right next to them. Like, yeah, it's 
cinematography wasn't really going on here. Uh, you can see how dark it is. This is VHS, by the way. It never made it to DVD. Oh, I had a friend who uh, bought the DV, uh, the VHS once. I, I, I watched. I watched it on VHS. Oh, there's the phone book. You know what I hate when when uh, you're at a party and then Jock asks for your phone book, <laughs> and you're like, "Sure, are you looking up a number?" Like, "No, I just want to rip it in half to impress this chick." And you're like, "Fuck, that's fucking ruined my phone book." This party's <laughs> the over. Bionic lady did that. Remember, just for class. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Oh, remember. you mean that show, The Bionic Lady? The Bionic Woman. <laughs> the Bionic Woman. Yeah. She ripped the phone book and. Do you remember that weird time, Mike? It was like 98, 99. It's like there were no more phone books because the Internet took care of that. But meanwhile, it didn't really. You no. didn't go yellowpages.com. And you know well, what I mean? There wasn't a book. You had to, like, figure it out. You had to Google search until you found a number. You know, it's interesting because there was always phone books and there was always about politics, about these phone books that come. Because there was a point where when the phone books was delivered to your apartment complex, you wanted to get a phone book. Yeah. And you would have yeah. to be like, oh, shit, the phone book's here. I better grab it now before my neighbors take all the phone books. Especially if you want to have like the yellow pages or the blue ones or the seven, this right. segment. And then, yeah, so throughout the internet years, uh, it's more politics about the, the phone company than anything else, these books showing up. And then there was a, a backlash yeah. thing. You know, actually, uh, we live next to a supermarket uh, here, this co-op supermarket that had a coupon in the phone book. And on Wednesdays or Tuesdays, you can use this to get a discount. So people would scour around the city to pull this one uh -huh. coupon out of each phone book that might be lying in the driveway uh, of uh, a walkway of an apartment building. Wow, way to go. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a plot point I didn't tell you about that lands them in bed with this one. Well, that's good. I mean, good for. I got something out of this movie. So, uh, but and then the, it was just terrible because we lived next door to the supermarket, and it was just crazy that one day because everyone had coupons. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's get back to lingerie. I didn't mean to. Okay. Well, listen, we're heading towards the end of this film oh, now, no. and right here in this, uh, it's it's about to go down. Okay, this is a girlfriend of Rick's, right? All right. Who shows up, you know, you never met her before. She shows up in Act 3. Anyway, the girlfriend of Rick, and she wants to she wants to get back at him, and they're going to, she's going to help them. And here's the informant who told them about, see, the informant gives Run the gun. He's, she's no longer a love interest, which is a dumb idea, but... See, are they a couple? Look at the kissing, and... And then he wakes up. Everyone wakes up. So you know what? Now I think... Jay cuddles his woman. You can see. All right. It's Mayor Koch. You're going to help us. This is when I'm telling you the plot point in which she, like, they find out she's mad at Rick and she will help them. Uh Mike, you should check your blood pressure. Okay. It's tougher than leather. Just make sure you're with us. It's tougher than leather, my blood pressure. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm drifting off. This movie is so hard to watch. Well, you're... Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. 
I know. I should be drifting off. It's our podcast. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. All right, I'm going to drift um, off. Okay, critics panned this film, Mike. Yeah, uh, oh, they Washington did? Post. Yes. Yeah, the film is vile, vicious, despicable, stupid, sexist, racist. It's all fake news. And horrendously news. Fake, fake news. Yeah. It was also described in another one I made a quote of poorly executed and exploitative air. Uh, the film failed at the box office, but was released as VHS, now out of print. It made $3.5 million. That's never released on DVD. Right. A weird blend of black exploitation, tongue in cheek fare, and home movie, I don't give an F sloppiness. I don't think. I think home movie everything. is good. <laughs> What's that? Home movie is about right. It's, it's yeah. like a home movie. It's, it's like, you know, our friend shooting in Super 8. The Super 8 camera, just like, yeah, let's now go over there and uh, you'll get shot. <laughs> and roll them. Roll them. Oh. <laughs> oh, got him. That's the one movie knows to smash something on someone's head. Hey, man, I'm in my underwear here. <laughs> oh, no, he's saying, why didn't you help me? And he goes, I, you know, like, I want to see how you have it. That's not what I meant. There was three of them. Where's Bob? Right here. What's you guys' name? Neil and Bob, or is that like what you do? Oh! Oh, nice snap! Whoa! Mike, that was off-color. Wow, Michael. so everyone's just shooting at that. That's my Andrew Dice Clay character. That's not me. <laughs> it's just a joke that my character would say. <laughs> Wasn't that uh, Dice Clay's excuse? I'm playing a character! He is, he's playing a character. He's absolutely right, he's playing a character. Yeah. Yeah. I call him Mirror Man. Oh, I don't know about that. That's German Mirror Man Spiegelman. <laughs> All right, so what's going you on? Oh, wait, Mary... wait, what's going on, Carl? Full frontal. You didn't know Mary Mary, the, the monkey song? Yeah, well, I know there's a chained up woman with a topless woman on YouTube right now. You know, Mike, you can't really say that no two tits are alike. So 108, if, uh, 30 if you guys want to see uh, her naked. At least she covered herself when uh, she was talking. Now she's dressed. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's got a shit. Yeah. And Whole she's movie sloppiness. Yeah. She was, she, Yo, she had, she, she was chained to the, to the ceiling, and now she's not. And they're pointing the gun Con- at his eyeball. Continuity person fired. Fired. What's a continuity person? Well, it's someone who's on set who marks down the continuity to make sure that it's seamless between takes. Oh, all right. We'll hire someone to do that and fire them. Okay, now here, sorry to cut you off. I just Please. want you to know for a plot point that Jay is being abducted. Okay? And and remember our, the, the, the muscle? Yeah. Yeah, he turns out to be very muscular. Oh, is he going to take his shirt off? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> All right, girl. Now Jay is saying, "Back off, do what he says." This is really and exciting. They just shot this in someone's apartment. Yeah, like probably Rick's apartment. Yeah, it's and locked. Rick is saying, "You see, she he just got spit on." Yeah. And what Rick is saying is, uh, "You can't kill me now because I got your boy." Oh, hi. Remember us? We're the extras. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back to NYU. Listen, you go back over there and stand with Air Supply. The banjo. 
You stand with Striper over there in the corner. He's got him tied up to a chair. He's like, all right, here they are again. Yeah, he's got him. The junkyard gag. No! So what's happening here is the black uh, man, he's saying, I respect the black man who's... The, the, the muscle... Then I got smart. There yeah, well, I might be a lot complimenting smarter than you Shit ain't over with yet. Still might come out on top. A loyal man that's got faith. Now, there's something I ain't seen in a long time. Or maybe he ain't looking hard enough. And hey, what's a kid like you doing down with these crooks? You think I like working for a dirty little pimp like Vic? <laughs> man, if it was up to me. That was a good laugh. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That's how yeah, I laugh. I didn't like, move my mouth around when I laugh. I do Today, northeast. we're going to practice laughing in, in Acting 101. Imagine the compass. Begin in north. Now move east. Now move your mouth south. In a clockwise position. Laugh. All right, so will he be rescued? I went on eBay and I found Tougher Than Leather original one-sheet movie poster, Uh $130. Okay. One is $265. Now I was searching sold items. Yeah. This poster is worth something. So what about, uh, did you look for the VHS copy? No, I didn't. Um, I, but I did bump into it totally by accident, and it's just dirt cheap. You can get them 99 cents. Well, because that's the thing. It's like, let's say you get it. Like, how many, I, mean, you probably, I mean, I could watch this movie a few times. There's some good performances mm-hmm. in there. Uh, <laughs> not acting, but, you know, music performances. Well, we realize now that we have the Internet at our fingertips that when you and I would buy CDs or buy yeah. records or buy VHS, it seems now silly, like they got us. You watch it once, it sits on your shelf, it turns dusty. Well, let's say that you're a fan of movies that may not be good, and you, you find a copy of this, this famous movie that you heard about. Yeah. And it's like, do I really spend the 99 cents on this VHS, and, and then I always have tough and leather in my library? Or do I have one less item in my library? Right. You know, but I mean, this, I would watch this, this one I would like in my library. I would be happy to have it. Cause I well, would probably also, watch it. So times. it's on your shelf as a, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting piece of history. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the point of this podcast that we always say is that it's that, uh, it's movies that we've read about, but never had a chance to see. And they're now on YouTube, but this includes stuff in our library that we would have on our bookshelf, like a copy mm-hmm. of this because it's on YouTube. I don't, I can just get it to Goodwill or leave it outside or something when we'll pick it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can move on with it. I could take it out of my space. I, I always have access to a copy of this. The same with Surf 2. Surf 2. <laughs> Surf 2. That's I true. always, I That's always true. know I can watch Surf 2 on uh, YouTube until it gets pulled. Uh, you know, so I don't have to search for a copy of it. All right, so I, I got... Oh, there he is, Jam Master J. You, what were you saying? Oh, I'm just uh, I'm saying it's a finale. Slow. Oh, what we're doing now is a prisoner exchange. You got our boy, we got yours. So they're swapping Rick Rubin for Jay. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker and thieves should call me Mike. Oh, sire. I, am, I think I'm familiar with this song, girl. To burn my kingdom, you must use fire. Won't stop rocking till I retire. 
Now we rock drug parties and come correct. All cut to on time and rhyme. No, I don't know. <laughs> so silly. Now she's going to help. Oh, no. You know what? With the dark. Ah. You know, to, to be able to see in the dark, Carl, you need to get some glasses like DMC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good point. Great point, Mike. Yeah. And roll them. <laughs> You're in a dark warehouse. You're shooting with sunglasses. And you hit. Now, did you see it says fire exit? Yeah. That's funny, because that was the blocking. He'll fire, and then you run. Oh, I, yeah. They're firing at the sign. It says okay, fire exit. fire exit. No, but... <laughs> where, so okay, where are they exactly? Uh, they. This is a meeting place. They agree. It's an old abandoned warehouse. Yes. God, these old abandoned warehouses are so cool. They're so much more interesting than when they were unabandoned. Now, Jay and this guy, the muscle, bonded, yeah. right? Do you oh. think that's going to matter to Jay? Oh, he's can't do that yeah. now, man. I come too far. Why don't you give a brother a fair chance? Say what? You don't want to tell me this ain't no game. And I was right. Oh, my God. That was a Bought good shot. It. Rated. Is there any blood? There's no blood. Yeah, it's on his uh, boob. Oh, it's on his boob? Under, there's no, there's yeah, no blood. Under. The guy has there's no bullet wound on him. He, oh, you thought it was an areola. That's his area. Oh, right down there. Yeah, well, he was eating a hot dog when he shot him. It must have been some <laughs> yeah, right. You know, New Yorkers like what? prefer ketchup on their hot dogs. I can see Rick Rubin like, what? He got shot and he's bleeding mustard? What's going on? Out of ketchup, boy. You know New Yorkers like mustard on their hot dogs. Oh, Rick Rubin got shot. Yeah, that's right. He wrote the thing. Yeah, of Did course you're going to get it. It doesn't make sense. See, you give a white person too much money and they just do what they want. They, but, they make, so their whole movie becomes a right. national. But I, don't think, I think Rick Rubin played with other people's money to get this film done. Probably you're right. And the thing is, off of The King of Rock, Yes, which there is of none. Of course, hard. you would back one DMC. Oh, I think something is going to happen now. They're, they're about to. Oops! That's what happens when you put a fork in the microwave. <laughs> okay, I didn't mention it as a plot point because we were talking, but right. they got all their weapons from old, from their father's old surplus. Like World War One, World War Two stuff. Okay, so that included those like I'm a Nazi grenades that were like looked like a bowling pin. Right, you know it sounds it sounds like a bowling pin being knocked over every time the explosion hits. Oh, look at this! These <laughs> the shadow of the hats. Wait, Let's... Mike, Mike. So what they did was <laughs> they put the bowling pin. So if you open the car door, it would it, like the ring would pop out, kind of thing. And that caused the explosion. Okay, sorry, Alban. Now we're watching a silhouette. No, why did the, how did the car explode? Um, so when the bad guys ran to chase them, yes. they were getting away, uh-huh. they would die. Why, There's a, three of us, but we're not the Beatles. <laughs> you remember that line? Yeah, I love that line. Mike, yes. what I always wondered about that line, right? Uh-huh. John Lennon had died at that point. Right, so, he, like, he was assassinated saying, in 80. 
were they were they saying were they recognizing that when they said there's three of us? Well, I think or were they like they're iconic. The three of them are iconic, just as much as the Fab Four. The four of them are iconic. So they're saying, you know, we're iconic in rock, but we're not the Beatles. Oh, here's one house. Okay, that's very intellectual, Mike. You're giving them a lot of credit. Well, I want to say that. Uh, Runs House appeared in other movies. Like the most embarrassing moment has to be in the movie Dogma when uh, I think oh, Ben right. Affleck. Oh, right, Dogma. Right, so like Ben Affleck and uh, his friend Matt Damon are, are right. avenging the angels. Right, the New Jersey guy. They're avenging angels, the Jersey guys, and uh, <clears throat> they run around shooting people, singing the song or something like that. It's it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but it just it seemed a little weird. Now in the song, D goes. Reporters climb, producers chime, they want to be down with the king. And they sample that in the song Down with the King. Oh, well, that's So this cool. song gave birth to. I sample my own song myself. So, um. You, yeah. On Saturdays, I go to the grocery and I bring the children or whatever. And there was this lady giving out samples. She's like, samples, free samples. And I was like, do you have Down with the King? Do you have Do you have Down with the King, Run DMC? Oh, for the samples. Well, you know what? I was uh, I was over at uh, Costco, and yeah. they had a little kiosk, and they had little pieces of meat with a toothpick in there, and they said, mm-hmm. would you like a sample? And I said, excuse me, have those samples been cleared yet? <laughs> are, those, are you paying? I represent... My card? My card. Oh, no. These samples must be cleared before uh, distributed. And I'm like, well, it's just uh, when no one's paying for it. It's fair use. I was behind you, Only and I Trump's was like, America. you're holding up the line, mister. Ma'am, do you have the sample? Everybody get down. <laughs> A lot of samples, right? There was James Brown there. You know, I went to Costco because they could say you could get a free lunch just from the samples. I mm-hmm. was nothing to eat. It was just like James Brown samples. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Do you have like, uh, Trump's You're Fired? Do you have... Oh, uh, is my ringtone? Uh, there's that sample. Oh, wait. Let's listen. Let's listen. Yeah, I don't want to play the whole song. I love this song. Mike, there's no cops going to catch you. No, it's... You're not going to be... I'm only playing because we want to sync up with the audience. I'm not, I'm not here to play any Run DMC. Like, I was very proud that we played no Paul McCartney. Other Paul than, McCartney, yeah, yeah, except for Band on the Run. <laughs> what was his version? All right, it I think sure it, was. It was like um, uh, Kraftwerk's version. Sometimes there's movies, there's rock movies. You ever see a movie called uh, Eddie and the Cruiser 2, Eddie Lives? Sure. Eddie Lives! Oh. Exclamation point. Oh, number two. Yeah. It ends with okay. Eddie shows up and then he has a concert and the last like 15 minutes of the movie is just these fucking songs that he's performing and that was the movie. Oh, speaking of that was a movie, I think we're done. Yeah, we are. Oh, here's the cast. So let me tell you just a little bit more what I didn't get to during this film. Yeah, please. Okay. Richard Edson. There were there were shootings during these movies, you know, and it was all over the news. And there was one place that did a riot, but only after it was way on the news. Now the thing is, there were shootings like once at the Batman movie. There was shooting, you know, 
they played it up because it was Run DMC to make it seem like you. If you go to this movie, there'll be street crime. You know, there was huh. an incident involving guns. <laughs> you know, take your hand out my pocket. But uh, they made they tried to turn it into that like rap is evil. Oh yeah, I guess so. Well, there was like a, a couple of punk movies of the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So well, it's it's a shame. Uh, by the so, way, it worked. The film the film was pulled from theaters. By the way, and the voice of MC Flavor, and with the voice of MC Flavor says the uh, end credits F- special Flavor appearances. Flavor. BC Boys, Slick Rick, The Junkyard, uh, Yard Gang. 87 minutes, that's all this is. And, uh, Wait a second, it said a minute 20, an hour 26, didn't it? Yeah, it's a short movie, thank God. But the rest of the movie is outtakes. Wow. Imagine, like, the deleted scenes on the DVD for this, there'd be no content. <laughs> You know, actually, there's there's, very, there's such a short film. The uh, DVD menu shows the entire film. <laughs> you know, they show scenes for the film with the DVD menu option. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they just show the whole movie. It's it's not a long film. You don't have to press play because Dave's playing. <laughs> um, I have another tidbit here. DMC had to drink many many forties to get up in front of everyone and rack liquid courage. I would say. Was well, this uh, you reading this from uh, IMDb or? I got it from the internet, an internet review. Yes. Um, I'm sure this had a kind of lifestyle, this kind of lifestyle had a huge toll on DMC, and it may be the sprite of performing that maybe led to him not wanting many lines in the movie. Um, If you look around the film, guess what? You can literally see 40. Huh. Well, you know, that, that was part of their history, is that they were drinking a lot. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why they found religion, actually. They sobered up and uh, they found religion. And uh, But yeah, they were drinking a lot. It, it was rough on them. Some rap groups only ever got released on 45. Only did 45s, but Run DMC also did 40. Oh, all right. Well, that's a good way to end it. Uh, <laughs> Mike, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I like that movie. No. I'm going to see it again. It's on YouTube. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, Carl, I want to mention uh, Muni Radio uh, is having a couple of benefit shows. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, okay. come on down. Uh, there's one that's going to benefit not only the station, but Comedy Day in the Park, which we're one of the proud sponsors. That show is on Saturday, uh, August 19th. August 26th, myself and Colin Mahan will be performing an hour's worth of sketch comedy here at MutinyRadio.fm. We're going to sit down on chairs and perform the entire <laughs> script. Uh, and that will also benefit Muni Radio, and that's called uh, The Great Difficulties Present This Endless Podcast. So uh, I would definitely, the the benefit on the 19th is $10. I believe we'll just charge $5 uh, for the sketch comedy show, but if you're a fan of Muni Radio and you live in the area, come check out the show, and if you're listening Excellent. throughout the world, you know, listen Saturdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can hear these paid shows for free over our station click the donate button as well carl anything going on in your world um yeah the thing is if people most people will be uh at the benefit uh, for comedy day in the park and mutiny radio on august 19th but those who are not there can see me at the broadway 
Comedy Club, which isn't on Broadway. Which isn't on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there 6 p.m. because I, I'm, you know, not so big yet. <laughs> uh, well, you're, uh, but yeah. But yeah. Might, yeah, but you might be on in 6 of 12, 6, 12 of me. Listen, if you're like an early drinker um, and you want to get the night started. Listen, you know, if uh, you just got out of work in New York City and you want to go to a bar where no one's going to be around, <laughs> why don't you go make it a happy hour? Uh, no, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday. It won't be a week. It won't be a, an after work crowd. Well, listen, if you're going to be in New York City to do ties. something Saturday, you might as well start your night. That's a, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. go over I'm to gonna pay for the benefit. sitter. I'm gonna go wait for the bus. I'm gonna go through the Port Authority, and I'm gonna go watch a 6 p.m. show, and then I'm gonna go back to the Port Authority at 8:30 and go home. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a uh, yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. yeah Cost right. 14 bucks. <laughs> Round trip. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go. So we we figure out if you're on either coast Mike. what to do. Uh, we'll be back Good next choice, Sunday. Mike. Hey, Carl, you know what? I want to do a new thing. I, I could tell you the movie I'm thinking of for next week. That's a great idea. You want to know what it is? Yes. It's, it's a film called Kiss Me Stupid from 1961. It's a two-hour movie. It's one of a Bill Wild Billy Wilder does a sex comedy, and it's really bizarre. It starts Dean Martin as Dino. What, what year again? 61. Okay. I found, a, so I found a clean copy. I found a clean copy on YouTube. So if you guys want to watch that in advance, it's a special kind of movie because Billy Weller is a great director, and great directors sometimes make misfires, and this one is a huge <laughs> misfire. So I do encourage you to watch it. It's on YouTube, and then we'll we'll watch it again. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, uh, Mini Thanks, Radio. Bye. Thank you, listeners and uh, RSS subscribers. We love you very much. And here's Carl with our theme song. Bye. So long. Friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves. Champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs>
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. You're listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. All right, folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike 
This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Touch me and I feel so lucky, oh. Touch me and I feel so lucky, Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. That's, uh, it's very, it's, it's very good. This is, Bu- this is Bug Out Square. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. It's so good to be here. It's, uh, you, I, I can't express the goodness. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square, got all kinds of stuff. Got some, uh, a lot of contributors. Still from uh, Minnesota. Uh, just prol- prolific uh, songwriters in Minnesota. Um, and I just got some really good records. You know, super theme. Just uh, kind of got a feeling, and I need to, like, uh, feel good about what I'm feeling. So that's what I'm going to play. Stuff that makes me feel good about how I'm feeling. All right? So stick around. It's good. Man, come along and chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? 
stormy days we'd pass the time away sleeping in some good warm place man come along and we give him a little race was that a vigilante man preacher casey was just a working man and he said unite all you working men killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man vigilante man why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand would he shoot his brother and sister down i rambled around from town to town i rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that the vigilante men have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've heard his name all over the land Everybody knows about it. I ain't gonna point no fingers. I don't want nobody to point no fingers. <laughs> but I, right on, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll break it down. nation there's now a people with a different relation black and white yellow red and blue all in the same bag we know it's true they just stone jackets stone stone jackets stone jackets stone stone jackets let your mind become offended, Miss Lady. Cause you ain't no better than, than our typical Sadie. 
You just got money, you can spin out at will. But when come aches and pains, you still use the pill. I don't mean nothing. Stone junkie, stone, stone junkie. smoking on something. <laughs> I feel like I fell in a hole. <laughs> you know, that hit home everywhere. <laughs> now that might sound funky, so I don't mean to mislead. majority of you, should I say Mr. Stone Junkin'? Thank you. 